For in the gospel reading today, Jesus offers rest to all who will come to him. Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 11th chapter. Matthew wrote, At that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, Jesus said, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace and peace to you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus. Um, <clears throat> this is a congregational participation time now, so stay awake for a minute or two. What do you do when you're tired and you try to find rest? What do you do? Take a nap. Take a nap, okay. How do you find rest? Sit down. Sit down, okay. What do you do to find rest? Close your eyes. Pardon me? Close your eyes. Close your eyes, okay. Soothing music. Music, soothing music, find rest. Anything else? By yourself, huh? Just be <laughs> off by yourself. Find rest. Okay? Lots of ways that we try to find rest. Jesus says in the gospel lesson today that the way to find rest is to pick up a burden. Now, that doesn't sound like it makes... Well, let's try. Don, you can help me, huh? <clears throat> if you could stand here, you're going to play the part of Jesus for a while. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clue you on what to say. And it comes out of the gospel lesson. First you say, come to me. Come to me. Well, that doesn't do a whole lot, does it? <laughs> Next line. I will give you rest. I will give you rest. Still nothing much happened. <laughs> Must be something more. The next line is, take my yoke upon you. Take my yoke upon you. Oh, now that gets a little more complicated. So I'll take it from here. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> but it's going to have to take a little more now than feeding you lines. <laughs> Jesus says, come to me, and I will give you rest. St. Augustine, one of the early saints of the Christian history, has uh, said it in a prayer as he was talking to Jesus. And his words were, Lord, our hearts are restless until they find their rest in you. He knew what Jesus meant when he said, Come to me, and I will give you rest. <clears throat> now, in Jesus' day, the um, Sunday school teachers, the confirmation teachers, oh, I guess it would be the Friday evening teachers in Jesus' day, wouldn't it? And the confirmation class teachers, and, and the, the teachers, anyway, of Jesus' day, used this symbol of a yoke to describe their relationship with God. <clears throat> now, the yoke, remember, was a, a, a strong piece of heavy wood that went across the shoulders of an ox, 
and hooked underneath their, their uh, neck. And it was to the yoke then that the farmer hooked the plow or the wagon or whatever burden he wanted the ox to pull, whatever he wanted the ox to bear is that burden. <clears throat> and so the teachers, as I said in Jesus' day, said that the law that God had shared with his people was the yoke that they had to carry. And in order to be God, you had to pull that burden, carry that burden on, pull that burden with your yoke. Now, they meant by the law more than just like the Ten Commandments. They had some 600 and some additional laws that they had all worked up. And in order to, to really be pleasing to God, they taught, you have to keep all of these laws. And most of the people obviously were aware of the fact that they couldn't keep all of those laws. Um, even in our day, we asked the kids in confirmation, are there any of the, of the Ten Commandments that you haven't broken? And they'll usually say, well, let's see, Fifth Commandment, I've never killed anybody. And then you say, well, let's see what Luther said. What does that mean? We are fearing of God so that we help our neighbor in every need. Oh, well, maybe I haven't helped my neighbor in every need. And, and then kind of go through those meanings of the commandments, and they begin to realize that, hmm, it's not so easy to say, I've kept all those commandments. And you add the 640 other ones that the Jewish leaders had, had, had come up with, and uh, it becomes an impossible burden to bear that yoke. It was really heavy for the people. <clears throat> Jesus, of course, recognized that. And in fact, he said to his disciples at that time, if you want to do it that way, then you must be perfect, as your heavenly Father is perfect, knowing that no one would be able to meet that standard. Paul recognized that. We heard in the second lesson, the good that I would, I do not do, and the evil I do not want is what I do. That yoke to pull the law, its burden, is impossible. This being the 500th anniversary of uh, Luther's nailing those theses to the door reminds us that that's the struggle that Luther had. That almost took him down. In the monastery, he tried and tried and tried to do what he knew the church was expecting him to do, the good things that they were expecting him to do. And he could never be assured that he had done enough that God would not be angry with him yet. So <clears throat> when Jesus says, take my yoke upon you, one of the first things that would have come to mind of the people in his day was the burden of the law. And it's not really such a far thing to think about. Um, some years ago, in an evangelism outreach that we did, um, we were programmed to ask the people two questions. Have you come to the place in your spiritual life where you know for certain that if you were to die today, you'd go to heaven? Come to a place in your spiritual life where you know for certain. And the second question was, if you were to die today and stand before God, and he'd say, why should I let you into heaven? What would you answer him? And most people said, well, I've tried to do the best I can. I've tried to be a good person. I've tried to, I have tried. And in saying that, admit the fact that 
that burden is a heavy yoke to carry. To do enough, that's good. So Jesus says to his disciples, and by inspiration of the Spirit then, again, to us today, take my yoke upon you. And his yoke is love one another as I have loved you. Love one another as I have loved you. That's a different burden. That's a different yoke than the one that the leaders of teaching in Jesus' time laid on the people. That's a different expectation from Jesus than what they thought God was expecting them to do. The original yokes for the oxen were sometimes lined with leather to kind of soften the the roughness of the wood. But that didn't do a whole lot. But what Jesus says now is take my yoke upon you. It's going to be different. Love one another as I have loved you. It's It's a burden that takes giving in place of taking. It's a burden that takes losing with the hope of gaining. It's a burden that doesn't overpower somebody and shed blood, but it's a burden that accepts blood transfused through love. Steve talked about the table in that song so, so beautifully, so eloquently. You ever thought about coming to the table as a transfusion? You know what happens when, when you're injured and you lose a lot of blood, you need a transfusion to give your life back. When we come to the table of the Lord's Supper, it's time for an infusion of Jesus' blood to give us our life. That's the burden. That's the, the yoke that Jesus wants us to bear. He comes that way. I, and Zechariah, in the Old Testament lesson, talked about it. Zechariah was talking to the exiles who were coming back from, from being exiled in Babylon, coming back to their promised land and he said your king is coming to you riding on a donkey not a white Arabian charger not a powerful horse but on a beast of service Zechariah tried to alert the people back even when he prophesied that to what Jesus tried to say when he rode the donkey into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday I come to you on a on an animal of service. I come to serve you with power rather than to overpower you with power. I come to serve power, not to overpower you. And that's the burden then that Jesus says, I want you to take up. I want you to take it up. Jesus doesn't lay that on us. He doesn't say, this is what I'm going to lay on your shoulders. This is what I'm going to demand of you to do. No, I'm going to ask you to do that. Come to me. Take up 
my yoke. Choose to do that for yourself. Now, why in the world would we do that? Why in the world would we choose a burden that says, Jesus wants me to love my neighbor as he loves me? I think Jesus may have had in mind the idea that we were created to be that way. That's what God has in mind for his people. We don't take a saw and use it to play a violin because the saw wasn't created for that. But we take a bow, finely haired bow, and can make beautiful music on a violin because that's what the bow is designed to do. Jesus says, take my yoke on you. Love one another as I have loved you. That's what you're designed to do. Rosa Parks, 1955, having ridden the bus in Alabama, got off, and when she was interviewed, she said, my feet is tired, but my soul is rested. My feet is tired, but my soul is rested. I will give you rest, Jesus says. Some of you may be aware of the um, statue that's outside of Boys Town in Nebraska. It has three figures on it. One is the priest that started Boys Town in Nebraska. Another is a, a young boy. And the third is a smaller boy on the back of the, of the, of the, of the older boy. The priest the boy with a boy on his shoulders. And you know what the inscription is? He ain't heavy, Father. He's my brother. Take my yoke. Love one another as I have loved you. That's what you're designed to be, Jesus says. Not keep all of those 640 laws. Now, just a few more things that Jesus said in the gospel lesson about his yoke. Take my yoke. It's um, light. How would a burden like that be light? Well, <clears throat> the, the yoke that the oxen used, or that the farmers used for oxen, were sometimes not just single, but double. Double yokes, that's for two oxen to pull. And I think that's what Jesus had in mind when he said, take my yoke. Take a two yoke. Because you know who's pulling the other side. It's Jesus. Love one another as I have loved you, Jesus says. I'll pull with you. In fact, I'll probably pull more of the burden than you do. In fact, I've pulled more of the burden than you'll ever believe when I went to the cross and gave my life and death for your sins. I'll pull that burden with you. And I'll pull. So, to take my yoke, it's a two-person yoke. And I'll pull with you. <clears throat> it's also easy, Jesus says. Now, easy is a word that could also be translated well-fitting. 
if the yoke on the ox was, was not fit right, it would just irritate the ox's shoulders, to be sure. If the yoke that Jesus asks us to take is ill-fitting, then it's not going to be very helpful. But Jesus says, my yoke is easy. It's, it's well-fitted to you. It's the way you're supposed to be. So take my yoke, take my burden. Love one another. It's the way you're supposed to be. And I will give you rest. Take up a burden to find rest. Legends say that when God first created birds, he created them without wings. And after a while, he thought, I'm going to do better. And he gave them wings. And the first thing the birds thought was, oh my gosh, now I got all this extra weight to haul around. Until they discovered that that could make them fly. Take my yoke upon you, Jesus says. Take my burden on you. And when you take that yoke, you'll find rest. Amen.